Welcome into Inside LAFC, the Max and Vince podcast. Joining you from glorious, overcast, eastern Los Angeles. Sometimes rainy. Alhambra adjacent. We have a lot to get to, but Vince just uh, wet, threw a wet blanket on everything. Dropped a bomb. As he said, Iron Maiden did not get into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. A year after Judas Priest does. We figure Judas Priest, Iron Maiden, Megadeth. Just knocked out everything out of sequence. Thanks a bundle, La Rosa. Can I tell you, on my, on my drive-in, I listen to 95.5 because my good friend Jordan is on the morning show. Um, and there's someone else on the morning show that's clearly younger than I am. And she goes, well, you know who else isn't in? Thin Lizzy, MC5. And I was like, that girl gets it. That girl gets We're it. We're old. We're old hearts here. Uh, we're old at heart here. Uh, we have a lot to talk about. Uh, before we go any further, a very special guest, Timothy Tillman, LAFC midfielder. We'll get to know him a lot better. See what he enjoys about L.A. An answer that might surprise you or put a big grin on your face He's also. like an Angelino already. He is. It's incredible. He's comfortable here, so we'll get to know it. He's happier, smiling all the time. We'll break down everything from Tuesday night. Did you have a good Tuesday? That was a, That's one for the memory banks for sure. Yeah, that's, that's another one. I mean, we just get this long list of milestones as of late. We're spoiled. We are very We're spoiled. We're so spoiled. Enjoy it while it's here. It may not always be this way, so enjoy it. We have a CCL final to, to get to look forward to, but we will get you all the breakdown from the match against the Union. Get you ready for the weekend against the San Jose Earthquakes. We know a lot of fans are heading up there. Inside LAFC MVP podcast starts right now. Let's get right into it. Uh, an, an amazing evening, Tuesday night, last Tuesday night, LAFC dispatching of the Philadelphia Union, Vincent, doing it uh, pretty comfortably. 3 set on the night. Uh, we'll get into the, the specifics that we stood out, but again, again, a collective effort. When we got into this game, it was interesting to see uh, Matty Bogus in the starting mm -hmm. 11. You said, okay, I immediately thought this is gonna help bolster the bench, which it did, and LAFC were able to flex their muscles late. But just the way they adapt, and, and we'll talk to Timothy Tillman about it. There's this just joy about this team on this run. They feel so comfortable at every stage. And if, you know, with the exception of that second leg against Alahualense, they've been a cl it's been clean through this tournament. Yeah, can I? how did you feel going into this game? You're, I was nervous. I was Were you? you? Okay, because you're normally pretty loose, well, and is... I'm normally very, like, cagey, yeah. sweaty hands, like, don't ask me anything. And I walked in this game being like, it's fine. We got this. I felt nervous just because... The history of these two teams, and it was well documented where it was tie, tie, including MLS Cup, which LAFC won, but it was 3-3 after extra time. Tie when they played the last two games at BMO, tie when they played in Philadelphia way back. Mm -hmm. That I was thinking, I was just being practical, the law of yeah. averages, when teams are that closely contested, the other team at some point is going to win one. Right. That was my that was my reasoning. That's why I was nervous. Nothing more. Yeah. I, don't, I, I also thought Philadelphia was coming up a little bit. They were mm -hmm. getting some good results, including in the CCL to get to the semifinals. Mm -hmm. And then maybe LFC is they were not playing poorly. They're playing good, but they were. I thought they were playing a little better. Mm -hmm. Maybe in the month of March. Yeah, and I don't. When I say that I felt confident, I'm not trying to say anything against. Uh, against Philadelphia, I think that they're a great team. And I think that they deservedly are, you know, a top two team in MLS. Probably, you know, when we're talking about who are the best teams in MLS, Philly, LAFC for that matchup. But it was something, it was, it was something going back to what you said about the changes. I just felt 
Philly had played their best possible game in Philadelphia, and the only thing they got out of that was a 1-1 draw, which actually is probably worse than a 0-0 draw for them, obviously, because we get the road goal. And I'm just thinking, and then I thought more about that game, and I was like, well, the second half had a very different complexion because Steve got to go and make a few changes. So if he gets a little bit of a more foothold in that second half, and then has a whole week to prepare. I, I just, I don't know. I, well, There's something the about is there. It's been his, consistently yeah, good that sense. This coaching staff's ability to make changes, not only in game, but then to have a chance to prepare. And once they saw something that was working, it just, I don't know. There was this calm about me that I've, I've honestly never had in the six years that I've covered this team. And it was, I, I look, I walked into that room saying I feel really good, and everyone was like, get out of here. You ruined it. You just jinxed it. And I felt I actually was ashamed. Uh, but then. I, when the game played out the way it did, it was like, yeah. Maybe the signs were there. Maybe because they cleared the weekend. I go, LAFC gets that extra time. Nothing's wasted. You say, oh, they have a weekend. They trained over the weekend. They they uh, restored their bodies. They got clarity. And to your point, I mean, we cannot doubt this coaching staff and how they prepare for this team. Uh, no stone is left unturned. And they have grown up conversations with these players. And again, it's collective. There's no guys going, oh, I'm not playing. They are all on board for this magical ride. The Philadelphia aspect, there's no qu question, I think we built it up a lot, that these are the two best teams in MLS, and I think the gap is pretty significant, even though Philadelphia don't show that way in the standings, they will. And uh, we saw this in the first leg, but they, they, they did play a bit, a, a very physical matchup. And They played uh, a Philly game. That was a Philly, a Philly game. Philly game in Philly, that was a Philly game. When we've seen, uh, uh, LAFC and Philly play in the in the past that affected LAFC I thought the black and gold had their game plan down the passes were connecting it was pop up pop up pop. it was when they wanted to get a nice sequence in they did mm -hmm. Philly fouled Philly got yellow card and Baizo got a frustration yellow card and I think at the Stupid half yellow card <laughs> it was at the half we you felt there's a red card there and it was a great game plan so you had Philadelphia in in yellow peril, mm -hmm. and then you have three guys, and even Daniel Maldonado coming in, playing excellent. Some guys coming off the bench, mm -hmm. four guys coming off the bench that just wore them out. And I, I saw Jim Curtin afterwards, I go, hey, congratulations on a good run. He even said that, because that's a really good team. Yeah. They, uh, they're just, they were on another level. Yeah, no, I think, again, I think the signs were there in the second half. Steve made that, made that change, which he stuck with, of having Instead of one with two in front in the midfield, two with one in front, which really helped them deal with, like you said, Philly's physical play. And I, I just went into that, and again, this is no slight on Philly. When they do what they do, they crush teams, and they they steamroll you, they just they they beat you up, they shove it right down your throat. But that's all they have. And so I saw in that second half, LFC start to get a foothold. They still weren't passing well, um, but they were defending better. They were getting the ball further. They were uh, able to get more pressure. And then you, you say, now you have a week after that little bit of uh, tape and experience. What are we going to do? And Steve rolls it back out there. He actually then has the ability to bring in our guest, Timothy Tillman, and to play in that 10 role. And it, it wasn't perfect. Like, the, I say, let's, to be fair, the 3-0 scoreline flattered LAFC a little bit more than... It did, but just the fact that Philadelphia, who always respond to an LAFC goal, mm -hmm. didn't the first two times right. and then didn't the third. Uh, shows some growth, shows the separation. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I, it definitely shows growth. I mean, this is, I think Steve's best comment after the game was it was a professional performance. I mean, that's, and that, for a lot of people that says like a lot of things, but in, term, in terms of football, it's exactly what Max said. It's when, the t when you score a goal, you don't let your guard down and immediately give it back up. 
uh, you're able to defend set pieces, which early on they had to defend a lot of set pieces. Actually, early on, I would say they weren't defending set pieces. They were letting John defend all the set pieces. And John was great in goal. You got some key saves. Um, in the moments that mattered most, you you finished your chances. And, and Jim Curtin said on the flip side, like, they didn't. You know, they hit the post in that first match. Yeah. Um, they did have some very, uh, I would say, maybe better than half chances in the second leg. And they just weren't able to to com to uh, to score on them, and it's like I said, like I said, going back to it, it's like when I look at this LAFC team, it reminds me a little bit of the way Real Madrid plays when they play in their competition in the Champions League. It's like you can't hold them down to one style, and then on top of it, they have guys that if you make any kind of mistake or the game gets stretched a little bit or you give them the half chance, a Denny Buanga is going to show up and he's going to score a goal, or they're going to get a set piece goal. Like they just are so good at so many levels of playing you that it's like, what what do you do? You yeah. have to defend everything. I think that maybe that's the way that Jim Curtin felt. He was like, what am I supposed to do? I, he looked that way at the end of the game. And they have so many options to throw at you. And I, it takes me back to our preseason conversation when you said, where's that depth in the midfield going to come? Well, they have it for days now. And even Eric Duenas, who didn't play, is a guy that you can kind of lean into, maybe give you a, that Latif blessing effect of just a guy with energy and running. Mm -hmm. uh, they have it covered and this happened relatively organically they didn't rush into anything um, they still have that DP slot so they they were very savvy and obviously LAFC um, superior scouting network across the board than most MLS clubs but they had everything you needed and then a, a luxury like Matty Bogush you know he, he wasn't gangbusters in this game but he served a role mm -hmm. and then you bring Mahala in who we know hasn't been playing as well now as he was a few weeks ago and how does he respond scores one of the goals of the tournament right and it's it's just there's so many things that they can throw at you i know when you look at standout performers we were going to talk about that and i'm driving over here to the performance and i go who stood out above everything was good it's another clean sheet mm -hmm. one of the best defenses in in conca calf uh a midfield that it can throw so much at you as you said where they can kind of go a little further back with kellen and Ilige as they did to you as you were describing yep. And then if Danny, it's like the left one doesn't get, yeah, then the right one does. You know, Danny, Carlos, oh, and here's a, we got a third arm, you know, Mahala. Yeah. It's every, I, 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 I found it very hard to pick out, like if I had to pick an MVP, who would it be? I, I don't, I don't know. I'm sorry. Yeah, I mean, both teams, even Philadelphia, they had like a lot of guys that played at a good level, which is why these games were so good. I think you got to pay maybe special attention. It was a attention. really good semifinal. Yeah. This was like when you felt CONCACAF champ. This is the ones that you remember down the road. And I don't know we can compare it to UEFA, but where you have the best in a certain league and they play, that's what you want. We got to start somewhere. Yeah, right? we got to start. Okay, so this, I, is, this is a good place to start. Look, look, it's not the Champions League. It's not Real Madrid versus Liverpool, or Real Madrid City, but it has to start somewhere. And I think that this, uh, it is going to expand in the years to come. So I think if this is where the start is and then it expands, it's going to get a lot better as a competition. Uh, but in terms of top performers, I think you have to, I would point out John McCarthy. Yeah. I think, um, you know, he wasn't super busy, but when he was called upon, made the saves that he needed to to keep his team in it. And like you said, when LAFC found a goal, they didn't just immediately give one back up. They were able to, to hold them off. Um, By the way, what a moment for him after the game. We were down there in the tunnel and all the Philadelphia players, because he used to play there, embracing him, saying, hey, good to see you. And they're walking to their bus. They look miserable. And John was being very, he was being a real professional about yeah. it. But you had to know in the back of his head. Like, actually not good. Like, it was not good to see you again. <laughs> he's like, gotcha. While the, while the Phillies are in town for yeah. Dodgers as well. Yeah. It's, it's tough, tough going for the uh, Philly sports fans as of late. Uh, but, yeah, I think John... Um, 
I can't separate the two of them because I think Ilya and Kellen were so good in that role, uh, and especially in the second Kellen match. Kellen picked up just a bunch of free kicks. I mean, he picked get, up free he kicks. Himself free kick. And the then set piece is a set piece goal at the beginning. The recoveries, the way they helped out that back line, it, it just felt like every time Philly launched a ball, and they had, look, they had numbers in and around there, Kellen or Ilya were there to be that second guy to really pick up the ball and pick it up cleanly. It wasn't just like the ball bounced around and pinballed it, but they were able to pick it up cleanly and then find a pass out. That was what was, you know, obviously the formation change was different. Um, their level and their ability to then pass the ball, which our field uh, in Philadelphia, the field not so great, uh, which fits, hey, take your home field advantage. I'm actually all for it. Teams, more teams should like, if your team doesn't play a certain way and you want to grow the grass this tall, go for it. Just don't have turf. But if you want to do that, like have home field advantages, obviously we, here at home we're able to move the ball around a little bit more. Um, yeah, I, I don't want to call guys out because I feel like if I call somebody out, then I have to <laughs> call out like someone know. else. I have to go keep down, because like you said, if you say Denny was good, well then you need to go down the line and say, well Mahalo did something great. And you got to keep calling guys out and then we'll be here just saying all 15 guys that played in the match. Yep. Uh, we're going to talk about a little bit about the final. We'll have plenty of time to preview it, but uh, in order to be a famous international night you need to have the turnout and everyone everyone came out it, it, just so you understand how it works you know MLS has a schedule they talk to their fan base they have their their members and they tell them specifically hey we have 17 home games they make assignments they make uh, uh, preparations to attend those games CCL comes out of the blue everyone found out there was a Tuesday game three weeks ago mm -hmm. and Tuesday you talk to people, hey it's a school night and what have you it's tough in these circumstances under a short amount of time to get people to come out that place was absolutely rocking uh was it at the mls cup level no nothing's going to be there but it, it was it was pretty close and i'll tell you what when you have this second leg coming up on a sunday everyone is chomping at Ooh. the bit for that but uh that you hold your breath a bit but lafc has proven that nothing will deter them on the field off the field in the stands because it was i mean we're sitting there going this is it's incredible. It was a, again LA. It was a mess, LA that day. You think this by, by 20 minutes in, it was full and it was pumping. It's tough to beat MLS Cup uh, and the the pop when Gareth Bale scores that goal to tie it. Uh, the pop when Ilya finishes that penalty. But do you think the second leg might be louder? Because you know this as well as well, I do, and I'm not trying to put MLS down here, but like MLS Cup is also a corporate event. Yes. MLS takes quite a chunk of tickets that they give off to people. I'm sure CONCACAF will also give some tickets to its vendors to get them in there, but this will be much more of an even home match than I think even MLS Cup was. It could be the loudest match ever at BMO Stadium. Wow. Right? Put I mean, down the gauntlet. I, I don't doubt you. Is, I my, doubt. is my reasoning sound? Uh, I will say this, and it's, a little, it's not apples to apples, but last year when the Sounders beat uh, Pumas in the CCL final. I watched that game and I was mesmerized because everyone was locked in to a historical moment. And I I don't see why it wouldn't be mm -hmm. possible with LAFC in a soccer-specific stadium, 22,000. Yeah, we'll expect some Leon fans as well. They travel uh, well. To travel well, especially depending on what happens that first leg. It's going to have color and pageantry. It's a Sunday and uh, it's going to be pretty magic. So again, if you make your preparations now because you don't want to miss that day. I'm already looking forward to going to the North End, celebrating with the fans, maybe get a camera in there. Uh, so uh, I, I can't argue that. But yeah. I, I'm thinking of the MLS Cup Final and it was, I go, can it get better than this? We shall see. It's tough to, it's tough to be. It's both, it's two really good options. Yeah. Though. And well, we're, we're spoiled for results. And that's just, and again, that's uh, something we haven't even talked about, the fact that LAFC 
won the double last year, Spurs Shield, MLS Cup, and now is in the final of the Continental competition. Uh, the Sounders won it, and props to them. They're the first to do it from MLS, but they didn't do it in this fashion. This is completely different. This is where we're getting all this talk about. Is LAFC the greatest MLS team of all time? I, I don't like I, I think that's way premature to write those articles. Maybe after the, this final, you can. Yeah. Uh, but yes, it's it's stacking up to be. And I think that that's the way that they kind of look at it. It was like the goal was to get to the final. Hey, now that we're here, let's do something special. Our, uh, like Steve said, our fans uh, like trophies. Yeah, there's got to be a trophy on the horizon, if not more. So it's going to be Leon, who they faced in the round of 16, came back from two goals down thanks to that incredible Diego Rossi goal, which you can see on LAFC social. I think they posted it again. If not, it's probably going to be posted. It's, it's, it's incredible. But they'll have that rematch, and Leon played very well. I mean, they dispatched Tigres uh, pretty convincingly. They got the four goals. They get, wait, they get five goals total. Four goals. They were very four. impressive. Uh, and... Took their goals well. This is going to be an, it's going to it's going to be very difficult to win this final. But LAFC is, from what I'm hearing, is going to be the favorite. Mm -hmm. You look at their path and what they've done. Granted, they haven't faced the Liga MX team. Philadelphia did against Atlas, who is just a couple spots behind Leon currently in the Liga MX standings, and they did it. You know, at the end of the game, they had some a little cushion. It was mm -hmm. tight, but they were able to do it. So what LAFC did to Philadelphia in the semifinals yep. gives me a lot of confidence about it. And by the way, I don't want to get way too ahead, but December, the Club World Cup, I'm already seeing Ilya Sanchez coming in and tackling Erling Haaland, Man City in the final. Okay, I'll stop. So Man City's winning the Champions League for you? That's, oh, yeah, that, I got the Don't bury the headline here. Yeah, it's going to be Man City, Fluminense. Uh, let's say it's Al Nasser of Saudi Arabia because that league's very good. LAFC semifinals. Mm -hmm. We'll talk much more about Leon when we get closer to the final, but they, they are a very good team. Uh, I think Tigres is a team, and a lot of people wanted Tigres because obviously that's who they lost to in the final. Tigres is a team that has a lot of top-end talent, but they haven't been performing well. Um, and that may be a scary, that, to me that's not scarier, but it's just harder to prepare for. You don't know when Geniac is going to feel up to it and decide to score a hat trick or whatever. Whereas Leon, now you're preparing more for a team um, and what they do as a team, and they, they get at it. Uh, They're attractive. You know, Real attractive yeah, football. Yeah, no, they, they run. They, uh, they run. Mena, who scored. They get uh, Nacho four. Ambrisa I know Mena had a great goal over the... Yeah. Uh, so, uh, it's really good. So, we'll have plenty of time to talk about it. Now, if LAFC had... Look, the schedule is going to be crazy at the end of the month. They're going to have to... They're going to be moving some things around. So I mean, we're even having to pace ourselves here. We had to talk about Philadelphia. Then we're talking about the final. Now we got to switch gears. we got to talk about San Jose. And we'll say next Tuesday is Open Cup. I don't know if we'll have time to really get into that, but Monterey Bay, uh, Monterey FC... Uh, Expect to see changes. Let's just put it that exactly. way. But I would say, I mean, LFC does not want to get bruised and lose to uh, a non-MLS club. USL, uh, it's actually lower than USL. Yes, yeah, so USL two. two or one? I don't know. I'm going to get myself in trouble yeah, here. We're going to get in trouble. But you don't want to lose that game. So LFC wants to maintain that standard. I expect them to do that. Uh, but they have this game against San Jose. Mm -hmm. San Jose is much improved. They were 14th out of 14 teams in the West a season ago. Did a couple games for them. Uh, I, on uh, MLS season pass. Real exciting trio up front. They're not very deep. That's going to be a problem for them. That's where LFC has them. But with Cal and Christian Espinoza and Jeremy Bobasi, they have a lot in a. That front three is pretty strong. Yeah, they have everything. They have the guy who can get vertical, they have a clinical center forward, and you have the playmaker. Mm -hmm. So um, even before they've been playing well, when they were playing poorly, there's obviously a different LFC team. Four straight wins in Northern California. 
for the specifically in San Jose. I say Northern California because this game's gonna be played at the home of the San Francisco 49ers. Have you ever been to a 49er game? No. Are, are they? You know how they talk about Raider fans. You get a little uncomfortable because they're like big and strong. Niners scare you a little bit. Niners fans <laughs> is scary. I mean, there's some big dudes, and you're like, and they're these I'm like Steve Young, and they're like, I just get a little. I got a little nervous when I was there, so I just kept kept quiet. Very raucous. But there's not going to be Niner fans. So you're saying if I run into a guy in a Steve Young jersey, look out. Yeah, Steve Young jersey. Where, where do you draw tatted. the line? Where do you draw the line though? It's like so Montana Young. Th- those were obviously good years, and then they had some some lean years at quarterback. What if I see? Uh, who am I, mean, I thinking Montana of? Montana was there forever. I know, but who am I thinking of that like, took over? No, no, no. Even farther back. Uh, that took over. Why can't we remember? They had a bad. They had a bad run. I'm gonna get in trouble for this. The reason, why I, can't, the reason to... why I can't remember because he's just a generic white guy. <laughs> Garcia. A Jeff Garcia. Jeff Garcia. Oh, he was good. Was he? Yeah. Sure. He is good. He made a lot of money. Made yeah. a lot of money. There. I don't know. I just when I see his face, if like I, if I was like a kid and I had a pen and pencil, they're like, just draw a dude. That's just that guy's face. That's Jeff what Garcia. it looks. Just that guy's face. <laughs> did not expect to talk about Jeff Garcia today, but I'm glad we did. Uh, they, San Jose. It's a big weekend for them. They're going to be playing there. They have a Cinco de Mayo celebration. Well, they went to a bigger stadium to afford our yeah. uh, fans some more room, some more space. Thank you. Uh, spoke to Jimmy Lopez. Uh, uh, he was mentioning that maybe up to a thousand fans can get up there. We remember in 2019 where so many showed up and. Mm-hmm. It was incredible optics. So uh, it's just hard to. It's I mean, so many away dates that we ask, yeah. hey, can you can we get away support? And they always do, and they always come in big numbers. This will be it. And I would imagine they might go back up to Monterey Bay on the following Tuesday, not with that many numbers, but with numbers to represent LAFC as they always. That do. Monterey Bay Stadium. I don't know if you've seen it. They had an aerial shot before they played their last U.S. Open Cup game. I was like. It's a nice place. And then LAFC drew them, and I was like, I'd like to go there. Yeah, I would like to go. Just got to uh, limit some of the traffic. I think the, the San Jose game, what's interesting about that is, like you said, uh, not very good there recently. Uh, they've had four straight wins against LAFC. They're undefeated there this year at home. LAFC obviously undefeated in the league. So at some point, that's going to go. Unfortunately, I don't think we're going to keep that up through the entire year. Um, this might be that chance. What I look at, though, is the other team, the similar uh, way that we played against San Jose, Vancouver. Not so, not so much success there. They go there in Champions League, run out 3-0 winners. Is this team playing differently? Like, there was teams that we were like, that's a bogey team. We just don't play well against that team. Col- at Colorado. Right. Didn't get the three points, but was able to hold them off a- and get a, a nil-nil, and that was in a weird time frame. So that's what I'm going to be looking for. Is this, is that kind of, has that changed in, in a way that, that is meaningful? <laughs> no. You guys can't see them, but there's a, there's a, a and very important person on, on the pod. other side of the camera, and he's telling me that everything I'm saying is completely wrong. <laughs> Could be okay. We get back into it. There he is. And he pushed a bunch of buttons too. So if we Tim if we look, back. he's got his yeah, media. If, he's got if his we're media out of focus, don't put don't blame I, that on our camera. I love, I love the fact that those games they go on the road and get a scoreless nil nil. It just like feels like it buys the time so they can hammer down at home. Colorado. Yeah. Seattle was it? Nashville was one-one, mm-hmm. but these games where they just defensively don't give up anything, so yeah. it's always going to give them a situation. If it's nil-nil against uh, San Jose, I mean, people will be like, ah, but I'm like, still I, unbeaten, which is what LMC still unbeaten. And by the way, the the second-to-last unbeaten team lost two weeks ago. Right, ages ago. No, I, I like that. I, lo- I love it because you know fans are already quick to jump on LAFC and be like, you're not that good. And then we go there and nil, you get, a, you get a nil-nil and those home fans go, see, we told you you're not that good. And then they come to BMO and they get pumped. And they're like, 
well, whatever, you guys got lucky. It's like, well, we're racking up trophies here along the way. But Playing in multiple competitions, there's no luck here. If you score scoreless games um, and you don't lose when maybe you should have, or uh, on the road where every MLS team is almost obligated to lose on the road. It's just part of this league. Mm -hmm. No one goes, if you do that and your defense is watertight, you're going to win trophies. <laughs> you're going you're gonna to stay at the top. You're going to stay unbeaten. We talked to, to uh, Ryan Hollings. He goes, no bad days. They yeah. didn't have it. They it's a mentality. Some good days. Some not sorry. They don't have a bad day. Yeah, it's a mentality. It's not the, okay, well, guys, we've done so well to this point, maybe we could let one slip. It's like, no, why? Why, why would we do that? very impressive so I mean when you see that is it is it not as sexy as three set over the union people going crazy but, on a Tuesday but they night. are still getting those results but too. they are getting them. so it's not like we're talking zero zeros but, across the board no they're getting those on the road too. yeah <laughs> they got that in Vancouver it's a good mix they got that in Alajuelense they've got that in good places and this team is healthy it's it, it, get ready for a, a fun summer and just make sure you're and we know a lot of fans are going to be traveling down to Guanajuato as well. And I know our guy Yuli said there's a lot of fans from Guanajuato in L.A. So those two legs are going to be amazing. I think we, we covered I mean, we, we, we didn't cover it. But how can you possibly cover yeah, we this could, when it's your cup is just. As we've said, we could podcast every day and still have a lot to talk about. Yeah, it's a good idea. We're going to be back. I need some details. As out. promised, our very special guest. We're going to get to know Timothy Tillman a little better. Scored a goal against the Union, fitting in beautifully. What does he like to do? We'll find out. Timothy Tillman on Inside LFC, the MVP podcast, or the MVP, next. Nailed it. <laughs> Welcome back inside LFC, the Max and Vince podcast. Uh, Timothy Tillman joins us. First time, so we're very excited to chat with you. But I just want to talk about the game on Tuesday night because I had a chance to see you. And you guys, there was so much joy in everyone. It had to be, I mean, you obviously have the final to look forward to, but being able to advance through that tournament uh, collectively was very special for you guys. Yeah, of course. I, I think we were just all happy. Uh, yeah, happy and proud and, yeah, just excited about the final now. Um, it was amazing getting there, and now we're ready to, to fight. How was the approach, though, in this tournament? It's because it's working. Uh, you do well on the road, uh, and then obviously here, clinical in the last two rounds where it wasn't any doubt who was going to advance. Yeah, I think it's just us playing at home. It's, it's a special thing, and we, we love it, and we enjoy it, and we're really, really strong at home, so we need to yeah, keep that. and trusting ourselves at home. Every round obviously has its own challenges. Each team is there for a reason. You come here after LFC had played Philadelphia in that MLS Cup game. I'm sure you've heard about it. We talk about it all the time. It was crazy. But could you feel it? Did it feel different, different intensity to maybe the other rounds that you've played in or other MLS matches? I mean, I felt the little rivalry between, between both clubs. Um, of course, everyone told me told me about the games they had already, and yeah, it's been some tough games, but yeah, luckily the last one ended really good for us. So, yeah. Yeah, you had, you felt it. Who was it? Was it Glesnis or who was it yes. that uh, that wanted to run down to give you some words, and you were like, relax. <laughs> I don't I don't remember who it was, but yeah, sometimes you get you get excited or it's getting heated, a little heated on the pitch, and. 
I'm I'm a more calm person in life too, so I was like, bro, <laughs> calm down a little right. bit. What was that? I mean, you did beat what what one or two men on the yeah. dribble. Um, I've actually asked some guys about this because it seems like an MLS. It's a little bit more physical in the way that like if you beat a guy, that guy's probably gonna put you down. Yeah. You beat two guys. Did you were you kind of like yeah. expecting someone to come through? Yeah, a little bit to be honest, because yeah, nobody wants to be beat up or get beat up, um, but. Yeah, that's the, the way I like to play, and sometimes I gotta take a hit by that. Yeah, you just gotta be ready to jump. Yeah. <laughs> but you're like, you're like this, you're very agreeable here, but you, when I see you go on the field, you're the same way. It's not like, I'm getting intense, you're like this. I mean, obviously intense game situation, but that's how that's how you function, right? Yeah, I think it's just my, my character, my personality. Good, we need more players like you, Timothy. <laughs> it's good, it's, it's, everyone laugh a little bit, and, and you could still be successful. Uh, it's. Um, We'll obviously talk, have a lot of time to talk about that, but we want to talk about you a little bit here. And uh, you and your brother, your brother's playing for the national team, and uh, you have American ties. I want to talk to you about that in a second. But how much time did you spend in the United States? Obviously, growing up in Germany or Los Angeles uh, is is this like obviously the most extended time you spent there? But how familiar are you with the U.S.? Not that familiar at all. To That's be, fine. To be, to be honest, um, I've been here once for a training camp with the Bayern pros back in the days and once for holiday but I've been to Miami so I've never been to the west coast and yeah it's my first time or it was my first time here and I really like it I would like the weather a little bit better than today well, yeah we got it we got it we got it yeah today's Hello. a rough weather day if you haven't if you couldn't tell in the background he thinks it's like this all the time he thinks it rains non-stop in Los Angeles this feels a little bit like Germany it, yeah at the moment yeah I'd, I'd agree but you look comfortable in in Los Angeles. I mean, because I see players and there's a transition, but I feel like you almost could go to the beach or take a hike. You're like, yeah, I really like I really like the city. I like the people here. I like the mentality of of the people living here, and yeah, I just enjoy being here. What have you started to? What has started to become your routine here? Like, what are some things that you like to do? Or like Max said, you you can hike. You could go to the beach. Yeah. There's so many things. Is there something that you've kind of yeah. started to say like, oh, this is kind of fun out here? I'd say every time I get hungry in the afternoon, uh, I'll visit a taco food truck. I love them. I love them. That's one thing yes. I really like. It's like he's been in Los Angeles yes. his entire life. <laughs> yeah. Do you have a go-to order? No, I, I like to mix them. I like to mix them. Have you tried the Al Pastor Trompo where they pull off? Yeah. That's my go-to. Amazing. I like all the tacos they serve. I, it's, I just love it. They're good for you. Carlos Vela once told us on the podcast that taco, that, that the taco experience actually made him a better player. I don't know if he was joking around. <laughs> yeah, I think it's they aren't as or they are they they're not unhealthy. So I love eating them. Every time I get hungry in the afternoon, I I just need to get some. You've obviously been very busy with with football and soccer, but is there something you want to do in LA or in the U.S. that's on your list now that you're here? Mm, yeah, of course, I just want to explore the city, but I'll wait for my family and friends to, to just, yeah, visit every place you need to see here. And yeah, I'm really excited about that. Good, good. There's lots to see. Yeah. Tacos aside, what, what are some other things that if I, if I were to ring you up after training, you, you've got the rest of the day, what, what type of things? Are you a reader or a video game guy? What, what kind of things are you into? I'm a video game guy. Yeah? yeah. Okay, what's what's the game of choice right now? Uh, there's two games like FIFA, uh, of course, and Rainbow Six Siege. Okay. It's like a shooter game. 
Um, Did you put the headphones on? Yes, of course. I'll, oh, okay. I'll be I'll be waiting online with my headphones, focused on a on a PC, and yeah. There's said, a couple gamers in the group, right? Yeah, we got some. Yeah. We got some. But you said focused. Do you think that helps? I mean, obviously FIFA, you're doing it, but I mean, people think, oh, video is wasting. But it, does it doesn't help you just because of focus and just being locked into something and being competitive? Maybe, yeah. I think it it's just helping me by, yeah, me doing what I like. Ah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Getting a free mind and just in, enjoying things. Um, so yeah, that's that's the way it helps me for sure. And what what I also like is cooking. I really like cooking. I think he's like the only player we've he's ever got. Most guys we ask like, what's the best thing you could cook for yourself? So it's like, uh, <laughs> boil some chicken or like I'm like, maybe you boil starts chicken. his own taco truck. Oh, that would be nice. That would be nice. Yeah. What kind of meals are 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 you? Are you a guy that you cook a bunch of things that you know to and go to, or are you looking actively looking for more recipes to try to test yourself? Mm. Yeah. I started using HelloFresh again, because uh, because yeah. I like to get some variety in my in my meals. And I, to be honest, if I think about it myself, I just cook the same stuff every week. So yeah, I really really like like the way it is now. Uh, get my food delivered and just cook it, try something new and. Yeah, is uh, I, one thing I've noticed whether you like it is um, the level of fashion on the club has gone through the roof. I've seen, I mean, uh, Danny Buono was in his East Saint Laurent tracksuit with his pants. I've seen Gucci. I've seen Dolce Gabbana. Kellen Acosta's bringing it. I mean, you. I mean, is there is that competitive with the the, the attire that you guys wear? I and who is Kellen, the best dresser? Kellen is in a different league, so it's not that. I don't know. Yeah, I've seen you. I don't know. Nah, Kellen is, <laughs> Kellen is above it all. But yeah, of course, like some players are into fashion, and I, I like it too. But yeah, I wouldn't say it's competitive. It's just our self self expressions. It's important though. I mean, yeah. You, you want to dress confident, like you play confident. Yeah, for sure. I feel like we're like E as well here talking about fashion. It's very. Oh, we're fashionable guys. I, we, I like to think we are. We we do okay. It's okay. Yeah, for sure. Oh, that was very nice. I mean, are you are you an NBA guy? Do you do you like? Not yet, but I would love okay. to get some uh, some more or some, yeah, more into NBA. But you see those guys rolling in, and it's yeah. Yeah, obviously that's even another another yeah. level. But like you said, self-expression. So when you're you're like waking up in the day, because look, I know a lot of people. They're like, Vince, stop talking about fashion. I'm sick of seeing your clothes or whatever. And I get it. Like, if you wake up every day, you wear the same thing. I get it. It's one less thing to think about. But I actually enjoy thinking about, like, what I want to wear and how I want to express myself. Is that how you go into it? And, like, take me through, like, a game day fit. You're, you're about to get ready for the game. Like, is it a mindset thing? Just something you want to wear for the day? I think a game day or on a game day, I usually wake up a little later than, <laughs> than for training day. But then I get some nice breakfast, um, go for a little walk, and after that maybe get some fruit because there are those little fruits, uh, fruit stands all around in LA. Those ones I like them too. He's exploring. LA it's guy, amazing. Like, yeah. <laughs> you're doing you're doing great, Timothy. Yeah. And yeah, then I grab some fruits, go back home, eat something, some some more carbs, and after that. I'll decide what I what I will wear. Then I go for a nap. After the nap, I'll take a shower and then. But I'm not gonna let you game off the hook. Game day so experience sounds amazing. I know by game, the way. game day sounds great. Nah. It is <laughs> stressful, I'm sure too. But 
I'm not gonna let you off the hook. So you, you're you're picking out your outfit. Like, are you setting a tone? Like, are you you're wearing something because you're like, I want to play in a way today? Like, oh, or just something you want to really wear? Just how I feel on that day. I, I just dress as yeah, how I feel and yeah. How would you describe your style? Like, what's your? I think I'm a relaxed guy. Uh, like to wear loose stuff, oversized stuff. Um, but yeah, that's yeah. that's everything I gotta say about that. A couple quick questions about uh, football again. I know your your brother's in the U.S. national team. Is that something that is on your radar? Is there something that there's been communication from them? Of course, I think call it, being called up for for national team would be amazing for everyone on this planet, every soccer player. Um, so yeah, of course I would be excited if I get the call up. That group. Um a lot of guys your age, uh, a strong group in, in midfield. You obviously bring slightly different characteristics to the guys, but how do you see kind of your, if you start to envision yourself possibly breaking into that team, how do you see yourself uh, playing playing your role? Like, would you be more of a offensive player, do you think? Do you think it, it would change from what you do here? Yeah, I, I'd say I just, or yeah, it's, it's not about a specific position, it's just about the role you have in a team, as you said. And yeah, sometimes, or like against Philly, for example, I was in a little bit more offensive position, even defensively, but mm -hmm. yeah, I just keep working, keep working everywhere. I, I think I run a lot. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, I like, to, I like to have the ball on my feet. I like to yeah, give, give nice passes, give or to score too. Um, but yeah, I'm just trying to help the team as much as I can in, in every position I'm playing and yeah, doing my job. Yeah, your, your role against Philly was kind of like a throwback for you, right? Because you came up yeah. kind of in that position, a 10. You know, I'm sure you were uh, still a guy that got after it and would press because that's what they do in Germany. But uh, <laughs> like, what, what was that like to, to kind of go back to your, to your roots? Because I know you, you started as a 10, right? You got mm -hmm. pushed kind of out to the wing because that's where young players yeah. go. They like yeah. go out to the wing. <laughs> Uh, but now you're coming back in a 10, was that, um, I don't know, is that, is that like where you're most free? Did you feel the most joy in the field there? Obviously you'll do whatever Steve asks you, but yeah. to get to play that position in a big game, what, how was that for you? It was nice. I mean, yeah, as I said, it's, it's odd. my game is about seeing spaces, moving into spaces. It's not about this one place and I'm fixed on that, that one position, but um, of course, I liked it. Uh, it's been my position for, for many years, so yeah, I enjoyed it. Just a quick thought here about playing in Major League Soccer, playing in the Bundesliga, and you also play in Bundesliga too, but w how does that compare to the play here that you might that, that we're in the Bundesliga? How far do we have to go to in this league, do you think, to get at least close to a, a league like in Germany? I think the MLS, or especially us, we're we play football on a level like between the second or not on a level but the style of playing is, is something between the first and, and the second uh, Bundesliga and yeah it's just because in the second Bundesliga in Germany the game is pretty physical um, a lot of long balls a lot of fighting yeah I like to say it's like war on the pitch um, and the Bundesliga is very tactical, very technical. Um, yeah, so I think that the MLS is like something in between. Like sometimes it's getting physical, but you also have those technical and tactical 
aspects and yeah that's how i would describe the mls at the moment well you're you're adding to our tactical and technical prowess so we're very thrilled to sure. have you uh, at <laughs> lafc and enjoy your sounds like you're, you're you're ahead of the curve in exploring la and when you have a little more free time please yeah, if you have any questions <laughs> everyone here can help well, if you need taco orders, my man That's here has mine. got you covered. Okay. It's actually a pretty good place down here, but we'll talk about that later. Uh, Timothy Tillman joining us here on Inside LFC, the MVP podcast. Make sure you rate, review, download, subscribe. Stay dry out there, and we'll, uh, we have a lot of big games getting ready for the game at San Jose and, and also at U.S. Open Cup next week and, of course, CCL at the end of the month. Mm -hmm.